You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's your friends at Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast, with part two of our top ten comic book covers countdown. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We got a guest again. He's back. Street level structure. We're going to get kicked right back into this list at number five of our favorite covers of all time cliff this is where we go with your number five but we had another double up on the list and you're gonna have to hold off because your number five is higher on someone else's list so that takes it to me oh i'm caught myself off guard here let's see my number five is it's very patriotic that's my first hint here very patriotic oh no not that guy again keeps creeping in here oh that's not it let's see oh, let's get somebody else oh that's pretty cool but that's oh, not it either oh man that's not it either star spangled burner right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Let's try something else here. Oh my God, this guy's back. No, this one, the flag's going, the one I'm looking for, the flag goes from the top to bottom. Now, nah, that ain't it. Oh, that's, small thing. That's not it. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it was something, I knew it had Reagan. Something <laughs> what? To do with Re- it's something to do with it. it the storyline I do with Reagan, he was a bad guy, but uh, that's, that's I need, not I it. just need an explanation for that comic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, explanation I, is the early 80s. I think I zeroed <laughs> in on it here. Boom. Uh, Guys, yeah. you're not going to believe this. It's a Mike Zeck drawn comic here. Famous issue 332. Captain America, no more. This is when he, he'd had enough. He quit. He wouldn't do what they wanted him to do. And he was replaced by John Walker, not Johnny Utah. And. <laughs> Got the stripes just bleeding into I mean, the ground. Yeah, there. look, look at all that. Go ahead, Cliff. Some wetness happening there. There is some wetness. <laughs> We're right There's on theme. Some, definitely some wetness there, and got it linking up in the corner there. It's just a. This is an iconic issue to me. Like I remember seeing this, I was like, "What's happening to my Captain America? What's going on?" And I loved this story. Mark Greenwald just was killing it. This whole this whole storyline is just I bleed this. I bleed the that that those stripes on the floor there. Yeah. You, yeah it's I just mean, so striking when the, when the, you're so used to the heroic poses when they show a character not being heroic. It's Yeah, this it's, reminds it's me so, of that text cover like you know it's yeah. just a, a sad boy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I it I mean you could say that those stripes are bleeding and it does look like blood uh but it, it also looks yeah <laughs> it also looks like it's in tatters 
Well, and yeah. there's it's just kind of falling apart at the at the ends of it. And yep. it looks like Cap looks like he's going through it, man. This is a very it sticks with you because there is so much being said here and it's not a whole lot that's on the cover. I mean, you have Captain America, you have the flag and the flag is in a certain condition, but there is a lot of subtext to it. A lot of yeah. subtext. And uh, yeah, it fits with the story. I've heard you talk about the story. I've heard other people talk about the story. I've never read it, but you've I've never, never read this. No, oh my dude. Gosh. Yeah. I've missed out a lot on, on a bunch of Captain. This is America. this when he became the captain and had a whole new uniform and new shield went and picked up, Thor's hammer and yeah, just yeah, all yeah. kinds of good stuff and that era just like oh yeah it's awesome this, this was on my list until very late and I thought it's probably a safe bet it's on Seth's list so I can <laughs> yeah. I can squeeze something else in. How, yeah, many, I, how, how many I, I wondered if this would be on your list like I I I think yeah I gave you a signed copy of this didn't I, I got you did, met Mr. Zek yeah, yeah. So, uh, how many yeah. have made the list so far? That's three. Three. I will tell you at one point there was, it was all Zex. Like, <laughs> like in my honorable mentions, we'll have some Zex. Zex. I'll tell you that. <laughs> too many Zex. Oh, can't have too many Zex. No, no, not enough, not enough Zex. I yeah. want to go back to that Reagan's Raiders comic because I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. that was Michael Scott up in the box. Yeah, let's see here. I don't know if I can get there from here. You have to do your Michael Scott. Yeah, I swear it looked like Michael Scott. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Michael Scott. Hit, hit Michael the zoom. Scar. Go up there at the top and zoom in. It's Michael Scorn. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Solson Comics. Is Solson or Selson? I can't tell. I, I've never heard of this company. Mm. Of course, it's you know this is a. Yeah. This, is propaganda. this is what you call yeah. propaganda yeah, yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> it made it to issue two i'm curious Ugh. you know what our introduction issue was well, the first one he had his shirt buttoned up <laughs> he's just We're like what is this guy what slowly is this the whole issue is him just buttoning unbuttoning his shirt wow <laughs> slowly <laughs> amazing all right so now we are up to Jordan's number five. Talk about Zex. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, one of my favorite artists is a gentleman named Mike Mignola, who's best known for the Hellboy series. So I just found this is my favorite Hellboy cover. I thought it was just kind of emblematic of his type of art, uh, kind of bold and simplistic style. This is a gorgeous issue, the, the Island, part one of two. It is a wraparound cover. So the main cover, you only get you know this first half here, and then the back cover is this bleak white with a shipwreck and just the barcode. So taken as a whole, it's just it's beautiful negative space image with a, again, the kind of a sad-looking Hellboy looking off into the distance. Mm. He's been underwater <laughs> for, <laughs> for too long. He's that starfish clinging to his old ratty coat. He's standing in the <laughs> middle of a shipwreck. He's been drinking with skeletons. You can't blame him for anything. So yeah, I I think Mike Mignola is is uh, just a, a, he's one of those artists you can spot his his work from a mile away. You know exactly who drew it. And Hellboy is his signature creation and one of my favorites. So 
had to throw some Hellboy on this list. Yeah, some Dark Horse. Never read any Hellboy, but I, I, that's an awesome cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the the white the 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 white covers with the you know the character pieces just on that stark white background. Uh, it's it is a great unique look that makes everything pop out there. Um, yeah, I was wondering if Hellboy would actually make the list. I was, I, and I haven't read a whole lot of Hellboy either, but I know that there's some, you know, Mike Magnola is a great, great artist. Um, so, and he's up there, man. You got, he's at your number five. That's, uh, yeah. that's a lot of praise, man. Good stuff. All right. So, Jesse's yeah. number five. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. So 1991. On sale date, May 21st. It's like 15 days after my birthday. Hmm. All right. Infinity Gauntlet number one is on the shelves. And I tell you, if you just walk up to somebody and hand them this comic, okay? And you could be anybody nowadays. They could be a collector. They could not be a collector of comics, but chances are they're going to know what that glove is. That's mm. on the front of that cover. Yeah. Um, and this is George Perez again, knocking it out of the park. Uh, you know, this story is going to have a very wide impact on the Marvel universe. Just take a look at what's going on here. I, and I love the way that he sets this cover up. You know, you got Thanos with the infinity gauntlet. Uh, he's got the devil on his shoulder and the and death on the other one. <laughs> you know, that's not a good combo. Uh, but, uh, and then the gems and the way that they shine are like cutting the cover into panels, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you see silver surfer there. You, you see the Hulk down there. You see captain America, Spider-Man, Dr. Strange. Uh, so, you know, that there are going to be characters that you may have some, uh, a familiarity with that are going to be popping up in this comic book. Uh, and this, this just signifies the beginning. As a matter of fact, up there in the top left, the end begins here. This is, you know, this is the comic that influenced what we have in the Marvel cinematic universe right now that just broke all those records, you know, and, and everybody's aware of what's happening in uh, with the, the Marvel cinematic U this is it and uh, i mean i've seen i've seen homages to this uh specifically our local wrestling promotion not here but down in uh, huntington west virginia uh they printed up these little cards that they were giving out to people and they used this cover to do the exact same thing to kind of showcase their wrestlers so it was i'm curious to see that it was yeah i'll have to find it it's out there um but yeah i'll step back if you guys have any commentary i i love this cover i i mean the the biggest thing to me is yeah the the shining of the gems cutting all that into little panels to be able to see all the characters and it's little windows into what's going on uh it's it's like one of the more genius ideas i really i mean of all the covers we've seen tonight i'm it's definitely a classic this one has a similar theme to the the hal jordan one so like so so many of these books are 
covering similar uh, treading <laughs> treading similar ground. But yeah, I I will never in my life not be amazed that this is a household name. Like everyone you've met knows what the Infinity yes, Gauntlet is. Yes, dude. Yeah, crazy to me and will always be crazy to me. But yeah, this one again. This was a late deletion from my list. It it would it on a longer list. It definitely would have made my list. Great pick. Great stuff. All right. We're getting closer and closer here. We're up to our number four. Creeping up there. So Cliff, what is what is your number four favorite oh, comic book man. cover? We are going to throw it back in time here. Oh, boy. Batman number nine. <laughs> oh, Okay. 1942. <clears throat> Fred Ray, Jerry Robinson on the cover. Uh, Love it. Yeah, it's just, it's so classic. Especially a character like Batman. I feel like certain images, motifs with, with Batman and Robin um, just exist out there. And they can be seen done over and over in lots of different variations in media. Um, but, and I, I feel like this is one of those images that classic, you know, spotlight shining them in the shadows, Robin out front in his color, colorful costume. Um, Batman with that, you know, pulled with that Cape over him. Um, just an amazing image. It's so simple. So, so simple. And, but timeless to me. I, I I love the the Batman logo in the back with the red letters, <laughs> and the big you know that classic Batman. Uh, cow I love logo. I back. love comic book logos. Yeah, like, I could just. Uh, I love that one too. Yeah. That's, so, go it's ahead. good. The simplicity. We're finding that a lot of uh, these covers that we are drawn to are this very simplistic, clean looking covers and, and that's definitely something i like you know so this is a, a about as classic as you could get for batman and robin yeah i like what you said about it being like just when you think of batman with his cape in front of him this is the pose that you would think that batman's going to have when you think of batman uh and to, i don't know what it would be like to be a kid in the 40s uh, to see comics on the shelf and and wonder, oh, you know, th it's just a whole, you know, a, a whole like era of wonder at this point where superhero comics are just starting to really, really gear up. Yeah, this is uh, very much the beginning of that. And I mean, it says right on it, 10 cents. Can you imagine? Yeah, dude, a dime, <laughs> <Ten> a dime. <laughs> it's crazy. So, but, uh, but an image like this, this image, like, to still be relevant today. Yeah. Um, to expect to see that in a comic or a cartoon or, or even a movie, you know, and, and I love the, I love the way Batman and Robin are drawn in it. Um, because Robin's still very much, you know, bo the boy wonder, he was still very much that kid that, you know, barely a teenager out there. Um, never even bought, owned a pair of pants yet. No, no pants. <laughs> Yeah, I love even even from the even from these early days, Batman is sure to place Robin between him and danger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. 
that wasn't lost on me either. I was like, oh, there's Robin right out front, his colorful outfit. He's the decoy. Target. Yeah. So, Get out yeah, there, like, Bullseye. I mean, Robin. Especially in this era, though, you know, you see a Superman cover, he's got a big smile. A Shazam cover, yeah. wall to wall smile. Batman is like grimacing and, and hiding his face. So, yeah, that, so this. This is the personality of Batman, right yeah. from right from the earliest days. Yeah, so cool. I love that. Good pick. Good, good pick. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Oh, uh, that's my my turn. Okay, my number four. Here we go. Oh, I'm not ready. Let me see. Yep. Okay, my number four here is also. Let's see. I think I'm doing a Batman here. <laughs> so, yeah, here we go. My Batman cover up here. Boom. No, come on. Wrong, <laughs> wrong Batman. Yes, he has a bat in his hand, and that's how you're going <laughs> well, to put a Jughead I, picture on here. I, 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 <laughs> it's not my fault. Is that Dr. Fate back there? This is my, uh, my, yeah, this was my, um, assistant screwed this up. Oh, you got an assistant. Right, okay. Come on. Give me another. It was a different Batman. Oh. No. Oh, wow. That's, that's mm. a wrong, that that's is a, a tough guy there. Yeah. That's a solid, no, uh... that's not it either, but, uh, no, I actually went with Batman. It's my favorite Batman cover coming up here. Ooh. Todd McFarlane. Man, she 423 of Batman. Yeah, I saw stepped this into this cover, and it's just, I think it's just killer, dude. The I mean, I love my fa favorite Batman panel is the year two graveyard. Oh, cape yeah, going everywhere. Yep, this is as close as you can get to that for a cover, you know. So, just like the his cape work is is second to none uh so i love this the girl's like nobody it's a it has nothing to do with the story inside it is he just did the cover and saving some girl apparently but all the bats the simplicity as much as the cape is going crazy it's still a pretty simple cover the you know yeah, the in, sun, the, the, in the cow, the face area, you know, yeah. being all blacked out. I love that. Yeah. You know, I started when I'd go over to my grandma's on the weekends, she would have like reams of paper. So I would just grab a pencil and just start drawing things. And one thing that I learned was how to draw eyes by mcfarlane which are just triangles <laughs> but yeah. they they look so mean and you can you can angle them certain ways to make them you know emote certain things and then just make the face completely black and it works i mean this looks fantastic not only that you got this moon this massive moon in the background yeah. these bats flying all over the place and again it's just batman all over I it, it really really is Love it, love and you, it. And you can definitely see the, the, the spawn. You know, you can see where oh, spawn's yeah. oh, going to come. Yeah. He, he oh, will yeah. evolve out of this into spawn. For sure. Yep. I like I even love his signature, you know, his little I Batman McFarlane. <laughs> it's great. 
All right. Okay, now we got Jordan's number four. My number four. My number four. First appearance of one of my favorite characters on this list. I had to get him in here somewhere in the top ten. Matt Murdock, Daredevil, number two thirty-two, right there in the Born Again storyline. I was going to say that's some Born Again stuff. Yep. So this was scripted by Frank Miller. This is uh, drawn by David Mazzuccelli. Um, it's just Matt again, shaded in black in the foreground. We've got Nuke, the villain, Nuke. in the background with the American flag and the giant eyeballs, and between them is a wall of flame. Matt's life has uh, gone down, gone down the tubes these last few issues, and he's fighting his way back. And even the panel box is, you know, him pulling his gloves mm. on and standing yeah. back up. So, yeah, for 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 again, Daredevil has a. There's a number of covers I, I love from Daredevil, but this would have to be my top. Yeah, I'm curious as to how many American flags are going to be showing up in our total <laughs> of 40 picks that we have here, because there's been a few already. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading this story. Yeah, uh, you know, for the podcast, um, and Nuke was what a character. Um, and and this, I remember seeing this cover too. Uh, it just really, it's it's a crazy looking cover. Like who in the world uh, is this a flag with eyes? That's going to give uh, Daredevil problems. <laughs> what is going on here? Um, but yeah, man, God and country. What a good, it's a good cover, man. Solid stuff. And again, blacking out much of the costume mm -hmm. except for the logo and maybe the horns. And it, and it looks like his, you know, it's the fire behind him. That's lighting him. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, it's, it gives the fire life in that aspect. Awesome. I love it. Love it. All right. Now, Jesse, your number four was Cliff's number five. Okay. So Cliff, you, you guys can both. Uh... Cliff, why don't you go ahead and share your screen if you would. Okay. Hold on just a second. Let me get so this was here. our only other double up. I believe <laughs> we had two GI Joe number one and this one coming up. There we go. Crisis on Infinite Earth, number seven. Seven. Number so this seven, is actually <laughs> this is actually my number three. But uh, double double check that. Make sure. Did I say oh, the wrong thing? Yeah. No, that's uh, not the list you sent me. <laughs> this yeah, you're, this you're issue right. has you're, problems you're right. all I over it. You're right. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> You'll be all right. No, let's just roll with this because okay. I'm perfectly you'll, fine you'll with be it. All right. So, t yeah, go for it, Cliff. Tell me what's going on here. So, yeah, classic cover, George Perez. I've got, uh, I pointed out a few minutes ago, I've got this one sitting uh, graded behind me. My wife gave to me as a present. Uh, I think we talked about in a previous episode, but October 1985. This is. Oh, yeah. Forgot you. Yeah. <laughs> 9.8, right? Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Just a great George Perez artwork. Superman you know, devastated holding a lifeless Supergirl um, right up front. And then that, you know, that George Perez style in the background, just the enormous amount of, of characters um, mm. drawn back there and just, you know, layers of 
heroes behind them. So, uh, from all over the place, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, uh, this is a classic, classic DC, um, cover from one of the biggest events they ever did. It's one of those monumental scenes in the history of DC comics. It really is. Yeah. This is crisis on infinite earths. Number seven. Uh, this was the, when the cover, when you guys said, Hey, take part in this event that we're going to do, Jesse, we're going to talk about our favorite covers. This was the first one that came to mind. Uh, and I don't know if you guys are keeping count, but Superman's showing up quite a bit here on my list. Uh, and this <laughs> crisis, trying to get on mine. <laughs> <laughs> this crisis, this crisis issue, just look at the despair in Clark Kent's face. Uh, That's Clark Kent. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Superman. I didn't recognize him. (laughs) Just look at the despair and you have, you know, this is super Supergirl dying. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, This at this point in crisis, all bets are off. You know, what's going to happen next? Is the flash going to die or something? What, you know, what are you going to expect here? What's going to happen? So, that was the other thing that you already mentioned cliff was the multitude of people in the background now that Mm. is classic perez man that is like that is that's kind of how i built i went from a single character superman holding you know thor's hammer and captain america and then we have infinity gauntlet with some more people on the front and then we have this count the people in the background no don't do that we'll be here for a while because there's probably at least 50 yeah uh, and that's amazing. Uh, think about that, the detail. And I can see clear up here on the left-hand side. That's dead man. Uh, I mean, you know, there's, uh, it might be because there's yeah. a big deal on his chest, but yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can pick these people out. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not like they're just little sticks with heads. These are clearly superheroes that we know in the DC universe. This is unreal. This is what I think it's, this has got to be top five, Perez covers mm-hmm. uh, for anybody's list, at least. Yeah, and I always like how w- when an artist draws Superman, I like that. I mean, he's very muscular, but he's not overly bulky. Like he sure. look, you know, he's very powerful. He looks strong, but he looks fast and quick, and and I, that you know that's very much the the that's image Perez. That that's how he, yeah uh, he likes to yeah he's got most people are pretty slim mm-hmm. you know but it's a it it's a it's a amazing cover i i mean that is iconic so so iconic that it's another one that has been aped and parodied oh, and yeah. Yeah. by yeah. everybody Absolutely. Including uh, Michael K. Easton for an issue of our Short Pants Romance back in the day. Yeah. He's the biggest ape we know. <laughs> well, bread, bread to ape one here. I don't understand. He was a loaf of bread at one point, wasn't he? <laughs> that was his, that was his uh, arch that's enemy, it. bread. Oh, yeah. that's right. Carbs. My bad. Carbs. <laughs> All right. We kid. All right. Uh, sorry about that, Jesse. I flipped you. I, oh, you're my, right, man. That's okay. My, I, I flipped. List... I flipped myself too on one. I just uh, didn't. <laughs> just let it go. Uh, let's see. So now we are at 
I don't even know. Number threes? Yeah, three. Wow, okay. So, Cliff, you get to chart us off here with the, your number three. Okay, no problem. I'm sharing a lot of screens here. Oh, there's a familiar issue. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> Back to that Joe. Uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Again, Volume 1, Marvel Comics, Number 21, Silent Interlude. Uh, the weird thing is, is when I was a little kid, um, back in 1984, I bought this off a, of sp- well, my grandmother bought it for me off a of spinner rack in the grocery store that used to exist across from their house w- when I was growing up. Um, so this is just one that I picked up before I could read. Um, well, you th- didn't need to. Be I was going to say, you didn't need to. Therefore, this was perfect. It was, was perfect the for that. Perfect choice for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I vividly remember that. I vividly remember just looking at the pictures and being, you know, able to follow the story um, just through those pictures. So. This was the fame. Jordan, you know some history on this one too. This is the famous Larry Hama issue that he was he, he did it because he was in a hurry. Is I he's I, I don't know how much mythology has sprung up around him. I think that's the story. Well, embellish it, make it even wilder <laughs> in this telling. He was had to pee really bad. Yeah. The most unusual. But I'm sure G. it got G. letters in the letters column of like, what a waste of sixty cents. There wasn't even any words in that one. Like if people didn't quite wow. know what to make of it. Wow. Yeah. So, but the uh, uh, this year is the 40th anniversary of GI Joe, and they're putting out a a tribute 40th anniversary issue, and it's this one, and they're going to have a bunch of different artists redraw it, basically, mm, a different artist for every page. page. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I love when they do that. Again, that's it's, awesome. I put me down for that, baby. Jeez. <laughs> okay. But as a cover, you know, we've talked about the Uzis. We've got one here. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta have a good Uzi yeah, in there. Snake eyes ha- hanging off uh, the side of a, a building or something there. And um, just a textured background below him. But you can see the the fire coming out of that out of that gun and, and the reflection. Uh, you know, he's drawn in a in, you know, yellow and orange hues here as a the reflection from fire from the bullets and the fire laser coming out of that thing. So pretty cool. Um, it's just it was, uh, first appearance of storm shadow. It's the first time he showed up. So yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of the beginning of that. You know, he, they, we saw the tattoo yeah. on storm shadows arm match snake eyes, tattoo. So kind of the beginning of the whole uh, brotherhood of them. Yeah. So he snake eyes is sent in to rescue, rescue uh scarlet who has been captured by uh ninjas and um that's the story in the book and it's just like i said it is just and immediately i still have it um it's it's all beat up and in terrible shape because i read it a hundred times and toted it all around when i was a little kid in 1984 but um but this was one of the first thoughts i had when when you know you mentioned this a a long time ago was this issue specifically and i know it's you know 
it's a very popular issue and um everybody has probably seen the cover but man it's just so good and it just means so much to me um still to be you know i found i found it uh, a few years ago in a box that i didn't even know i had um with some other comics from back then that were the first ones i ever owned and uh and there it was just tucked away and so you know it's bagged and boarded now and the shape it is but but yeah it's it's definitely um something special to me the most unusual gi joe story ever yes indeed and i will say we when we do our final count of american flags on our covers we will count the gi joe logo (laughs) (laughs) that is that's going to happen yeah you got claus jansen there i think he probably inked it he was big anchor i think that this is ed hannigan okay because i had trouble like actually like everything i looked up that was the only name i could find and i was like i yeah. wasn't sure that that was right yeah but... he, it, jansen inked so much stuff he did do covers but ed hannigan did a, a a cover i'm about to show but uh but yeah this i believe he did this one so you know this in the middle of the massive marketing machine that was gi joe back then i mean we had toys we had the cartoon we had the comics um I was a toy guy first. No, no, I was a cartoon guy first and then the toys. So, uh, and, but I remember, and I don't think I shared this. We were talking about a GI Joe comic earlier. I got like issues three, four, and five, all three of those all at once from some kind of another ridiculous, like probably playground trade. (laughs) But I remember, I remember the, I remember issue three. I mean, it looked like this, this comic had been sitting in the back of somebody's car right in the window where the sun could just shine right down on it and discolor everything. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that issue right there, good, great cover, you know, featuring snake eyes, Uzi's it's beautiful. Love it. Love it. Okay. My number three. All right. Let's see here. This one is a classic to me this is this is the stuff right here this is you got think think sharpshooter okay he has a guy that he actually loads into his bow (laughs) but oh no that's not it. That's, oh, it. There that's is, I swear if there is more than two of these covers. That's I, definitely not it. That's not it. That's, let me get more, more specific. I'm looking for Hawkeye, and he has the bug guy. Uh, and it, no, that's, that's not it either. This isn't right. How is this possible? <laughs> oh, okay. I got it here. I was just kidding around, but I did find some funny covers. Um. <laughs> Avengers 223, Ed Hannigan and Klaus Jansen, right on theme here, following up G.I. Joe 21. This, guys, this is like a year, barely a year into my comic reading, real my collecting. And the, I mean, it's my favorite run of Avengers, of course. And wherever you started is your favorite. But <laughs> yeah, when I saw this cover, it was a standalone story in the middle of this great run that was going on. Um, just hit Hawkeye was like at the circus or whatever, and uh, kind of runs into Ant Man in the middle of you know they fi- 
stumble onto the Taskmaster. Happens all the time. Causing trouble. (laughs) And you know, when these guys join forces, somebody's going to get it. They're going to get it. I uh, just what a genius idea here and the perspective of this shot. It's, it's just like, it's one of the best covers ever to me, obviously. And I, I, what do you, does anybody else uh, have to show up on any lists when you were looking at them? You know, I, I know I yeah. seems to be popular. Yeah. Also used in the movie it was a right. civil war. They, they did the, Oh yeah. They did the thing. Right. Um, just reprinted. They do those little Marvel verse digests of like classic stories. And the Hawkeye one came out right when the show did. And this was one of the ones of the five or six Hawkeye books they included. This was one of them, of course. And uh, one of my favorite uh, things I ever did at the store was a free comic book day. It would have been right. Maybe it was when Civil War had just come out. Yeah. And I had uh, my friend uh, was in a Hawkeye costume and he had a bow and was out getting pictures and waving. And we got my nephew an Ant-Man costume. And we built a big cardboard arrow. Oh, yeah. That was like, you know three feet by four feet or whatever that so he would he sat on the arrow and if, at the right perspective yes you could get a cool photo of him uh, riding the arrow so it that's was so cool <laughs> yeah amazing yeah we got another white background here uh, yeah. And, yeah. and and then we got you know yeah i've i remember this popping up just like you said on some lists it is a very very memorable cover uh and you know what what is Ant-Man going to do? What, where oh. is he heading? Where, I where is I he got, heading? I got a bow at 4-H camp and came home and I stalk in the neighborhood. Just oh, <laughs> walking around with the freaking bow. My neighbors were so happy when I switched to the trash can lid. I was going to say, the only way you could improve that cover is if Ant-Man was riding an Uzi. Oh, oh if he wow. had an Uzi. Laying on that arrow. A tiny how'd you Uzi like on to get, the arrow. How'd you like to get shot with an arrow that had an Uzi on it? <laughs> oh, man. Get an arrow. Man, that to dig that out. Like, what do you got in there? You had an Uzi? Okay. All right. Jordan, what is your number three? Number three. Top three, Ratoni. All right. Well, one of my favorite characters of all time is the monstrous swamp thing so he is known for horror and has so many covers that are that are dark and dreary and horrific and you know macabre but i went with the one that's lovely oh swamp thing number 34 the uh kind of the peak i feel of the alan moore run on the title uh a painting by john totalbin uh, it's it's Swamp Thing embracing Abby Arcane in the middle of the swamp, and it's just a gorgeous painted cover with lizards and frogs and butterflies, and the, you know it's, we're in the middle of the swamp, but here's this beautiful Abby in the arms of the man she loves, and it's just a classic issue. It's it's the one called Rite of Spring, where you know she loves Alec Holland, but you know they can't express that love <laughs> he's he's a giant swamp dripping yeah. creature so <laughs> he grows a hallucinogenic tuber for her to eat and the whole issue is her taking a trip 
And it's a way for them to, to share intimacy. They can be in each other's minds and embrace. And it's just the trippiest issue you'll ever read and the most romantic and with a cover to die for. Yeah. Just, just love this one. Painted covers are great, man. I mean, they really, really are. They stand out from everything else that's on the newsstand or, you know, on the shelf because it just sets itself apart. And this is so wet. I love it. Oh, look at that. I mean, they are like swampiest. Give me a swampy wet cover. (laughs) Chest deep, baby. (laughs) uh yeah swamp thing i mean alan you you talk about the stories inside swamp thing never read too many of them uh but i did read some of the most iconic ones specifically the autopsy uh and and that was wow some good stuff really good stuff Uh, but yeah beautiful artwork here love it good stuff i need to read swamp thing i've never i've I've read like an issue here or there and it was always out of context i need to like start at the beginning and read it all right so jesse i know this was really your oh no i'm I'm perfectly fine with putting this at number three okay so So let's see it this is you know this is something that is throw downs in uh, jesse's (laughs) right well somebody definitely got threw down on this one they have been thrown sir and that is superman number 75 the death of Superman. Uh, uh, we all remember this. Yeah. If you were a comic collector in the 90s, you're probably trying Even to. Even if your... you weren't, yeah. or this was probably the first issue you ever bought. Right. <laughs> you were putting your kids through college on this. Plenty of my, graduates. Uh, my mother went into Alonzo's and paid $8 for this off the shelf. Wow. First comic I... she ever bought. Yes, and I was like, Mom, it's probably not worth it. She's like, I'm going to get one. I didn't even buy one, but my mother did. Holy cow, man. That is great. That is unreal. Yeah, I mean, looking at this cover, the cover says it all, just like it should. The tattered cape, you know, blowing in the wind, almost as if, you know, we have a, it's a marker for like this makeshift grave. Could be a flag. It could be. Mm -hmm. Very much, very much be a flag. (laughs) Uh, and then you got the people in the background look like mourners almost, um, yeah, you know, and the words below the death of Superman, this is, I love that the wind, the hair, the tie, everybody's mm-hmm. hair's blowing. The same, things right. are blowing the same way there. Right. And it, it is synonymous with one of the biggest events in the nineties, especially in DC comics, uh, the death of Superman and, then I don't know. Was it next year? He came back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't too long yeah. after that, but you know, it, it, in this that year though, I remember being on when this came out. I remember being on the local news, it's and, on the news, and showing you know people lined up to get it. Showing yeah. Jordan's mom walking in, yeah, <laughs> with her eight dollars <laughs> in hand. Yep, yep. Uh, big event, classic cover, again iconic. That everybody remembers this cover. It's. The simplicity of it again is what does it. It's like you don't need anything else. Yeah, I don't know if you if you you know that final panel of his bruised body, like if that was on the cover, I don't know that it would have been as nah. striking. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Right. The him, him in a heap. Yeah, I don't know. You don't need that. Like that is the yeah. That's enough. 
1992 on sale date in november of 1992 all right what's funny is in that that's supposed to be his cape but there is there an s on his cape i think think they're really getting away with something no what it is there's an s that's his underwear actually oh it's his underwear (laughs) he blew out his underwear they're in tatters oh man it really was doomsday oh boy All right. Wow, we're up to our we each only have two left. Wow. Oh boy. Exciting. So Cliff, you're gonna start us off with your number two. Okay, sure. Might be a little surprise here. Um Wow, yeah. Yeah. This is uh Battle of the Planets. Uh, oh, I thought you said it was going to be Battle of the Network Stars. <laughs> I was like, excited to see who was on there. Chachi. Um, Maybe, uh, well. No, this is... This uh, is pretty. This uh, is pretty. I want to see an Alex Ross Chachi face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Jody V. Chachi, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> uh, Battle of the Planets is a weird thing for me. Uh, for a very brief... Uh, point in time this was you know this was adapted into battle of the planets from from another from gotcha man in japan um but it was brought over here you know among a slew of japanese shows at the time uh and made into american versions um but this one it was on tbs uh when i was very young and and really kind of sunk its hooks into me um it was one of those things that not very many people I knew had seen. And I thought it was something really special. Like at the time I'd never seen anything like that style of art and cartoon. Um, and when this, I remember this coming out and, and being in an asylum and just being like, or not, I think on a reprint, I saw it and I was just like, Oh, battle of the planets. Like, I hadn't thought about that forever. And well, tell, uh, t- tell me about the property. Cause I have no clue. I, I, I know I've heard of it, but I have no idea what's going yeah, on in uh, the property me, itself or what's going on. It's one, it was one of those shows in the, in the seventies, uh, that was, you know, it, from Japan mm-hmm. that, um, I can't think of the guy's name that bought a bunch of, you know, the license, because he figured it out it was cheaper to buy shows from over there, bring them over here and rewrite the script and redub the, the voiceovers on it, the, um, with all new talent and make something new almost out of it. Uh, cut out the adult parts or the ultra violent parts for American kids, TV audiences. Right. And this was one of those shows, um, you know, Astro Boy and uh, this was called Battle of the Planets. It was called G-Force over here. Um, originally, it was called Gotcha Man. There's, there's actually a, a movie, a live action movie version they did a few years ago over in Japan. And Voltron, um, you know, all those shows were all the, the same idea behind it. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the one that I love the most. It was very much a, you know, they dressed in bird costumes. They were superheroes. They all had some kind of special vehicle um, and fought the villain. Uh, 
and it was just very stylized, much like this cover here, um, kind of an action-y type poses, um, introducing you to the to the team, more or less. But I just love, it's Alex Ross, of course, again, but I, I just love that image. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this. <laughs> and he can translate a very silly or, or kiddie looking property into you know they look like heroes it's very right. heroic look to yeah right. and one of the other issues um af- that came after this in the series there's one of them in like their 70s teenage version you know no superhero costumes and it's like oh my gosh like that looks very dated <laughs> but um but even to this day it's just one of those things from your childhood that when i see it i'm like that is awesome i remember that and i remember how much i was into it as a little kid running around and i, I and the only thing i could ever find in my childhood related to it i had a i had a puzzle that was a g-force puzzle and it was the only thing i ever had i had it forever but there were no toys there were you couldn't get it on you know on video or anything like that at the time so all i had was this brief run when it was on television and i remember watching it and years and years and years later to find out there's this whole fandom behind it and you know to where they started making com- you know this is 2002 but they mm-hmm. started making comics again and and eventually there was a movie that looked you know look visually looked awesome just like the, you know came off the pages here so nice alex ross you can't go wrong i'm telling you uh, the guy can he can make paint anything a <laughs> yes, he can. He can definitely paint a picture, and here he has. That's a good cover, man. It really is. Good stuff. All right, my number two. I don't. I don't have any more gag covers. Are you sure? I do. I, this I is really, a bit already. I, not I that kind of gag. No, but I that... really. I really. I really don't. No, I'll tell you. Tell you about it, though. I uh, when I first got into comic, you know, like my grandma used to bring us some Archie comics when I was young, when we pick her up for church. And then I, I've told the story before I went to, we vis- visited some relatives and some, some kids, dad made them give me his whole box of comics. And I got, you know, it's just a sad story. That's my out there. This guy is my arch enemy if he ever finds me <laughs> he's gonna he's cursing i got his whole box day. of comics and i walked out of there and never saw him again and, uh, oh, wow. uh, so i read those comics for like a year before i found them in the wild where you could actually like buy comics that you know they were on spinner racks and stuff and i remember seeing a spinner rack walking up seeing this cover and and recognizing captain america on it and i was like okay there's that guy wait he's with a bunch of other people and i was blown away so this is a very iconic cover to me it's avengers 217 and it was i was just like what is going on he's with all these other people and they're facing off against someone i don't know who that is either this and there's the Quinjet in the background with the lights shining, the shadows, and just like it was just it it just stunned me, and I immediately was like begging to buy it, you know, and picked it up, and it's the it's it's right after the 
you know, you had the whole trial of Yellow Jacket and he's been so, you know, he, this is why I've always had an odd perspective on Yellow Jacket because it was after he did all the bad stuff. Right. And now this issue, he is misunderstood. Uh, he's trying to help Egghead's niece and she's being controlled by Egghead and he can't explain it to the Avengers. He has to just that he has to fight them to save her or Egghead's going to kill her. And so the end of this issue, he fights all the Avengers and is like taking them out. You know, it's a just incredible issue. And really, I wonder if I had not found this issue, if, if it wouldn't have sparked my love of comics because it's so good. It's such a one guy against everybody trying to do the right thing. And uh, it's just... It's amazing. And it started my, me collecting comics for years to come. So interesting that this is, this, so this would have been your introduction to Thor, Iron Man, Wasp. Yes. First wow. time I'd ever seen them. That's awesome. Uh, so this was 81. No kidding. I mean, we're just looking at the cover. You know, you, you got these heroes going to be fighting against. Well, what was one of their own, right? This is, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you know? see up in the, up. that's the membership up in the top right. left corner. It's right. those five people. And these are like the original, you know, Avengers minus the Hulk. This, you know, this is, this is the team. So it's as many different, it's funny because as many different form, you know, groupings of who's been members in the Avengers, the time that I connected with them, it was back to the OGs. From the beginning so which was you know great for me uh, you know to i don't I'm, I'm not attached to an oddball group of avengers it was the you know the core people there at this time so did anyway you say, did you say bob, who who did it bob hall bob Thank hall did the cover and wrote the story i believe okay so he did did it all i met him a couple of years ago and signed it i told him uh, that you know how impactful it was to me at the time you know and he just loved, he told me a story about how, you know, about, you know, when Hank hit uh, the wasp, but, you know, Janet and how, you know, he's like, they didn't like, how, after the fact, they were blaming him for how bad really? the, hit, the hit looked. And he's like, you guys told me, he's like, <laughs> I just followed the explicit instructions and it blew into a, a big thing, you know, that created a big thing about Hank. So uh, it was neat to get to talk to him and wow. tell, tell him what this meant to me. So, yeah, this is, this is big. This was all, you know, almost my number one. It's always been an important one to me. I have several copies of this one. And we've, we've joked all night about recurring themes and funny stuff, but like, I, I feel like the biggest recurring theme for us is the era. Yeah. This whole list is very heavy eighties to nineties. Right. And I think there's very good reason for that. Those were the formative years. Those were the most important in our in our uh, formation as fans. So, yeah, all right. I'm, I'll take it all day. All right, Jordan. What is your number two? My number two is that another DC book this high? What? What? How is this possible? It's a mistake. You got your stuff shuffled. I'm sorry. Did I make screw something up? I got the Animal Man from Ooh. Grant Morrison. Yeah, I'm talking this. issue number five. Um, 
Brian Boland had a string of terrific covers. This is my favorite, obviously. Um, I had... When my collecting... I, I didn't buy a ton as a kid, so I felt there was always something missing, especially reading Wizard Magazine. And a lot of times they'd have, you know, the top 100 this stories or the top 100 single issues or the top, you know, and I would either clip them out or make note of them somehow. And then as I got older and was able to go to comic shops or comic conventions, I tried to fill in holes of these classic issues I had missed. So one of their picks I remember was Animal Man. I think it was 15 or 16. It's a famous issue where he's trying to save a, a, a pot of dolphins. And I found that one in a back issue bin and they had a whole bunch of Animal Man books. And I thought, oh, there's that classic issue, they said. And I'm kind of flipping through and here's this one. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. It's that weird there. We got Animal Man basically on a cross again, a recurring theme. Uh, it's a, a tire tracks in the desert. He's are making a cross. Animal Man is laid out on them. And we have that weird like Daffy Duck artist hand who's with mm -hmm. a paintbrush filling in the, you know, if you're this classic, you know, the, mm -hmm. the pencil eraser would erase Daffy's bill or whatever, like yeah. that kind of thing. Right. It's like an MC Escher. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I bought this issue instead of the one they told me was a great issue. I'm like, I'm buying, I gotta know what this is. So mm -hmm. it, it just drew me and I went and I ended up buying the whole run. Uh, Grant Morrison was on it for 26 issues, I think. And just some of the craziest comics I ever mm -hmm. read. And uh, so this one, it's, it's called The Coyote Gospel. And it's basically a riff on like the Looney Tunes idea. And it's a it's basically a, a, a coyote god who is killed over and over again and just keeps coming back to life. And the same way Wiley Coyote mm. fall off the cliff over and over again. So mm -hmm. it's and they use the Looney Tunes idea to say a few things about religion as well which i don't know that i'm uh smart enough or have read the book recently enough to <laughs> to accurately portray but it it literally changed the way i thought about religion and that's a heady subject right for a comic book to do but you know and and how many people can you know pinpoint a time you know when did you have a major shift in how you thought about <laughs> philosophy or religion? Like I know when it was, it was when I read this book and thinking about Bible stories and how they're presented to us as kids and the, the, you know, the horrible stuff that's in the Bible, the, the murder and destruction that is somehow sanitized into kid friendly cartoons and what that means and how, how these stories are presented to us. And, you know, didn't 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 you know end my faith or anything but it made me view things from a different perspective so thank you grant morrison for opening my third eye <laughs> with your trippy writing and thank you animal man for being one of my favorite characters of all time he's i love when animal man pops up so yes animal man number five i wouldn't mind if he popped up every once in a while with a pair of pants to go with his jacket it's a great jacket great jacket <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you, you don't see too many covers that include like the creator or parts of the creator like we have here um yeah so yeah this is issue five by issue 26 animal man meets grant morrison so this is already starting that seriously Nina, yeah he has wow. a conversation with grant morrison basically by the end of this so. that is great that is great stuff that's a that's wow. a, yeah it's a neat looking issue man so you know it's it's got that like 
he kind of cheaped out. He didn't have to do half of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart artist. All right, right. All right. So, Jesse, what is your number two? Number cover? two. Number two. Well, okay. I am a fan of crossovers. And there's no bigger crossover than Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so this cover presents two of the most popular superheroes that, I mean, if, if there was no possibility that these two would cross paths, right? right. Until something magical happened. DC and Marvel agreed to present the battle of the century. <laughs> That's right. It's right there at the top. You can see it. Superman versus the amazing Spider-Man. And now just, I don't know. I, I was born in 78. So this in, hits in 76, like early 76. But could you imagine like being a kid back then seeing this on the first off, it's not your regular size comic book. It's big treasury. Is that the, is that the word Jordan? Am I using that yep. right? Yep. Treasury size, $2, two big dollars for a comic book. I mean, you wouldn't see stuff like that That's again until one, the nineties, $1 for Marvel and one for DC. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So it's going to stick out on the shelf and not only that, but it is going to finally settle those playground arguments who would win in a fight, Superman or Spider-Man? Well, I think we all know who would win, but, you know, this, this uh, are we going to get the answers in this comic book? You look at that cover and you're like, it's on. Spider-Man and Superman are going to go at it. Uh, and, uh, man, Ross Andrew coming through with a just a Dick, Gior Dick Giordano on the inks. It's I have a copy of this and I think I may have shared this. I don't know, but I have a copy of this given to me by golden age, Dave. Uh, he and I did a swap of some serious comic books one time and he gave me a copy of this. I, most of your collection is from trade. <laughs> <laughs> it is too. He, we, we, we did a great trade. Uh, the cover is detached, but it's whole. I mean, it's the cover is all one piece. It's just detached from the comic and it is currently, I did have it in a frame sitting on my wall until I, I, I blame my wife. She needed the frame for something. So now it is, you can't put this in a comic book box. <laughs> you just can't, it ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. fit. So it's in my underwear drawer in a nice comfy spot underneath a lot of socks. <laughs> it's not gonna get damaged. Nobody's gonna be rummaging through there. Uh, but this is a, I mean, my gosh, uh, just imagine this is the, this is the first, right, of the two superhero companies coming together other than Wizard of Oz, which I know we've talked, uh, you know, that's that's like DC and Marvel coming together just to do a Wizard of Oz story. But this is their first meeting of our two flagship heroes. Am I correct there? I believe so. All right. All right. No, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, hey. We're not that picky cri around cri here. Crisis, you know, crisis on Infinite Earth 6-7, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> But uh, there you go. Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man number one. Gorgeous. Once again, keep it keep it tucked in your drawer because it's not getting reprinted anytime soon. Right, dude. Right. Uh, there's no reason a book this historically important and this, I'm sure, desired should be out of print forever. But yet these companies can't uh, figure out how to keep it in print. Yeah, I mean, it's 
we had that golden age in the 90s where Marvel and DC were like, let's do this. We and we got how many crossovers between Marvel and DC superheroes, and then all of a sudden it, Marvel's like, ah, oh, we're going to do our own thing for a while, and you guys, well, you're the competition now, and we're going to, you know, put our foot on your throats, uh, and you, you just now it's you're not going to get this the, these superheroes coming together, so yes, I would love to see these companies come together again to do more crossovers. I mean, I, I there's punish. I got a whole long box down here dedicated to nothing but crossover between companies, um, not just Marvel and DC, but Image and Marvel. And, and but this is the thing that started it all off, and these are the two biggest superheroes out there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. This is it, guys. We're down to our number ones. Mm. So, Cliff, what is your favorite cover of all time? Well, it's so funny. No pressure. Be- yeah, no pressure at all. It's funny how, you know, you went through and showed all throughout this mm. entire episode. Because I actually had the same thought about this this issue. Because it's been done from this one so many times in different versions of even some of the same characters in the same run. Um, but anything, you know, anytime these guys kind of pop up in this form, it, it, it always, well, get the right one. There we go. But it always, uh, it always cracks me up because this is the one that really, that really started that run. Um, we talked, you know, going back to my number 10, but this is when it all changed from those, you know, from the classic lineup to these oddball new guys that I love so much. 1987, uh, justice league volume one, number one, uh, Kevin McGuire. And, um, throughout the whole run, he, you know, his, he was, it was known for the, facial expressions and the um, uh, emotional displays and, and just showing some different sides to, to, you know, the justice league, they could be goofy and, and weird and uh, hilarious at times and have a a revolving door almost of, of members until we kind of found that sweet spot with some of these characters. But um, yeah, very famous cover Um, guy Gardner and his, crappy chauvinistic attitude right up front, you know, want to make something of it. Um, there's been a bunch of versions of this and where, you know, the guy, sometimes it's even guy again, but, but, uh, or whoever's right up front making some kind of statement out of it. So, but I, I love, you know, we talked about that white background here. We are again, but I loved, um, just the different expressions on all their faces and personalities at that time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, uh, it, it's always probably going to be my favorite run. My say my favorite story, uh, of, of versions of the justice league with these guys. And when we get into, you know, throwing booster gold into the, into the mix, my favorite and, and, uh, and, and, you know, booster and, and, and blue beetle beetle. And then you, you know, you had, Scott free. You had Mr. Miracle and Oberon and big Barda and, you know, 
John Jones with his uh, with his cookies, and it was just amazing stories that <laughs> that uh, just appeals to me very much, like that number ten covers. Just that's what I go to. Is that you know I want some humor in it, some goofiness and weirdness out of my out of my group of oddball, you know, shouldn't should never win heroes, but they somehow always do. So I I love the perspective of this cover. I've seen it a lot. Yeah. Never read the issue, but I've seen this cover so much. It's like, you know, the it's almost, almost like the class photo. Uh, you know, right. I want to stand up here and get, you know, get a good picture. Uh, everybody smile. And then you got, of course, everybody's Guy Gardner got down there. <laughs> everybody's got problems. That, yeah, that's like the Justice League are the icons. They are the gods among us. They are above it all. They are the, un, you know, they're unsullied and irreproachable. But like, these, this is attitude. These are characters with attitude, and it's it's a whole different thing. And to have a sense of humor on top of it just changed the game. So this is in my honorable mentions. I adore this cover. Yeah, yeah. I think Jordan, do you still have this one up in your shop? Uh, I think I've got that one. I know you did for a long wall, time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's that's this, it for this me. your this your your number ten. Your number one is it the same artist? I don't, uh, I don't remember, but I don't know. It's a very fun no, style. It's not, it's not the same, but it, yeah, it's very, yeah. yeah it's it's on, the same. It is the quintessential. Both of those are the cliff. You know, right. this is what I think of when I think of what cliff likes about comics. It's the fun grouping of slightly odd characters and, you know, kind of just a more cartoony style, hmm, you know, yeah. and I totally see the appeal. Like uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a gorgeous, fun. Co- gorgeous cover. Fun, fun, fun. I love it. All right. My number one. Oh my gosh. My number one. I'll say first that this cover. Okay. So I had started reading, really reading it um, with that Avengers 217. And so at that time, I immediately, back when you could get a subscription for nothing. You know, for for less than five dollars, you could get a year's subscription delivered to your mailbox <laughs> of of anything. So I immediately got a subscription to Avengers and Captain America, and so Cap was at two sixty five at that time. So I started off with that issue, but then I was sitting at a pizza out on Southside one day with my mom and realized there was a comic book store over there. Uh, it was a store called books and things. Oh yeah. And, and we went in and, and first off it is a comic book store today. You know, the multi, what, what's the name of that comic store? Multiverse. 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 Mm-hmm. They moved into that building. Did they really? I yes. didn't know that. Okay. I stopped there a few months ago just to talk about it with them. I was like this, wow. I love it. Is it still that. as disheveled as it was back in the day? Because I remember books and things being like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die in here if something falls oh, over. Oh, <laughs> what a way to go. I mean, that's where I went for years to get my comics and just right. loved it, lapped it up. And a lot of people, they have a Facebook page where people go in there and talk about memories from going there back in the day. But uh, anyway, I was like, can we go in there? She's like, sure, yeah. So we went over there and I would go there all the time. But they had a 
a room off to the side that was just back issues. And I would just go through all those, just buying as many cap issues, back issues as I could find. And I remember seeing this issue and I was like, again, it, it was just like, what happened? What the, I saw this cover I was like, what happened? And I couldn't wait to tear it open and see. So let me pull it up here. Issue 224, Man Is It Wet? I got to tell you, it's a wet one. <laughs> Mike Zeck, believe it or not. Oh, that's great. But I saw this cover and was just like, oh my gosh, I fell in love with it. I was just like, why are they pulling him out of the water? What has possibly happened to Captain America? And when you read it, he doesn't even know. His hair's colored black. His face isn't Steve Rogers. He doesn't know what happened to him. And he spends mm. the whole issue trying to figure it out. He's talking to people and getting him, you know, eventually he figures out that he, he and a friend were close to stopping the mad bomb and that they, they got caught and were poisoned. And he, for, you know, he lost his memory and thrown off the trail, but he fights his way all the way back to where he was caught before and stops him. But it's just, I love that cover. I love the orange sky and the clouds and I love the dripping water as they pull him out in his tattered uniform and plenty of flags going on here and just got those got those yellow shoes of the thugs like you know I just I love everything about it. I love the little icon up of cap in the corner. It's just like this is this was the sweet spot for cap back issues for me. Anything in the early 200s would just, I love pulling them out, but I love it. I love yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I was looking to see. You said this came out. It, it looks like it says, is it say 78 or 76? Uh, I can't tell. Uh, it's probably, I mean, it's Mike Zach, so I would say 78. 78 yeah, okay. Um, you know, if it wasn't, if your number one wasn't going to be captain america related right i mean i would have just left i would have got up and <laughs> called it a day yeah. <laughs> but this yeah this wasn't what i was expecting i don't know uh you know it's what... a personal thing i mean i you get up there it's just the my top two are just the personal ones right. to me my first avengers and this you know one i just happened to find in a back issue bin and books and things and it's like something that just was so odd that I've always loved. Yeah, it. you had to, you, you had to. I find told out. I I met when I met Mike Zek a couple of years ago and had him sign all kinds of issues. But I said this is my favorite cover of all time, and he was like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, "Yes, I love it. I love the mystery of it." And he, wow. And the did, did you explain the wetness <laughs> to him? Yeah, I was like, I, I did. I told him. I was like, I love that. It's all the about the trip. moisture, Mister yeah. Zach. I love the water pouring <laughs> off of him onto the shield, sliding off the shield. It's just like all of that. It's just so that it's very animated to me. So, yeah, yeah. I books and things has a lot. Of, I got a lot of memories there too. I remember pulling out like uh, the Marvel handbook. Uh, well, it was a Marvel uh, official Marvel handbook of but it was of the dead. I didn't even know this existed. And I'm, I'm there's like issue after issue. And that is where I got my first ever DC Marvel crossover, which was uh, X-Men 
um, Teen Titans or is that what it was? X-Men mm-hmm. Teen Titans? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 for some reason, I was sitting there like, were they the Teen Titans or maybe it was Titans? Anyway. Yeah, that was uh, the I bought that for like eight bucks there. Um, but anyway, good memories there. Good pick. I mean, I, I could see it. It's it's wet. <laughs> it's wet. What, what do you want? What do you people want? You wanted it wet. It's wet. <laughs> you, you want the wettest? You got the wettest. <laughs> All right. I I'm a, okay. Number one, I have really enjoyed this and hearing all these stories about personal connections and what things have meant to you. Or these are the covers to my favorite books. Books I've read a hundred times. Books that are universally beloved. With my number one, I swerved the opposite direction. I went with a book everyone hates. No one likes this story, but it has the best cover of all time, in my opinion. I'm going with Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 641. This is after the Mephisto nonsense and the One More Day. We're in the One Moment in Time story as the the marriage between Mary Jane and Peter Parker is going away. There's one, I believe it was four issue little storyline that was kind of about their relationship and saying goodbye and one moment in time or one last moment where they're married and in love. Uh, Written by Joe Quesada, who this was his whole brainchild was to get rid of the marriage. Uh, Interior art and cover by Paolo Rivera. October 2010. Spider-Man's my favorite character. Mary Jane is my favorite love interest in comics. And this cover, I can just stare at it. It's amazing. It's the, the colors are bright. Mm-hmm. It, he, his, you know, the, the blue in the costume blends into the background. Very understated, again, blank background, understated logo. But to me, it's, it's the connection between these characters. And there has been countless covers of Peter swinging through the streets and Mary Jane clinging to him, him holding her in his arms, her with her arms around his neck. It's not a unique pose, but to me, it's the way he's gripping her. She's not holding on to him. He is holding on to her for dear life. And Mary Jane is his rock. And this shows that emotion with, you don't even see their faces. You barely see Spider-Man's eyes open, but the emotion is there. The connection is there. The love is there. And you get just even a hint. That's Mary Jane's classic outfit. Bell bottoms. The hey, black tank tiger, top. That's her outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man classic outfit. But you barely get any of that. But you get all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just, I adore this cover. I wish it was on a better, more, more famous, more popular issue. But this is it for me. I love it. The hair is awesome. Yeah. yeah, looks very realistic. Yeah, I saw this on one other list, and I'd never seen this before. And everybody knows I'm not Spider-Man guy, but but as far as art goes, it's it's very cool um, how they you know used that blue and blending him in into the background, and then she you know kind of contradicts that so much. Very realistic image. Um, but so artsy at the same time. Like, yeah, I, I did notice it as I was going through some stuff cause I just never seen it before. And most of the time when you go through those lists, you kind of, you know, it's a lot of things you've seen over and over and over again. So yeah. It almost yeah. looks like, uh, he's clinging onto her and he's like, just dis- 
because he's, he's fading, like disappearing. He, yeah, he's like right, you know right. the the whole thing is gonna fade away if he lets go. It's good, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. They're saying a lot here with very little, and it's again, it's a lot of emotion on a cover that using that. I guess negative space. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. term, but you, you, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, they're not, they're using that complete blue background to do that. And that's really the first thing that I noticed when I saw this cover was that I was like, it's awesome how they're using that blue just to kind of mute anything else out and just kind of make him part of the background, which is again, fantastic job. Great. Did you say who, the, who it was that did the art again? Paolo Rivera. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Solid number one, man. Great choice. All right. right. You're you're our guest. You get to finish it out. Well, guys, look. So it better be good. (laughs) This is like, so I go into it and I'm like, do I go like straight up real personal, personal, personal? And then I was like, no, you know what? I am going to, I'm going to do something that is, I mean, it's legitimately probably the most popular cover in the history of comic books. Okay. Oh, as you're selling that pretty big there. Start, <laughs> you better follow through. Well, let's find out. Punisher and an electric chair. <laughs> it is action comics. Number one. I mean, how could this not be like the top of our list here? Um, I mean, okay. You see this cover today. And you're going to be taking notice of it. Now, is it because it's so iconic? Well, yeah. I, I mean, you've seen this plenty of times. But the other thing is going, that's going through your head is like, uh, you, I need to find out if that comic book's the real deal. Because if so, i got a gold mine on my hands. <laughs> you know, this thing's worth so much money. Um, but 1938 is approximate on sale date, May 3rd, 1938. I would have been negative something uh, three days before my birthday. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, in 1938 kids are kids are buying comics, I think. But superheroes. Oh, wait a second. That's a whole new ball game. And yeah, when the kids, very concept does not exist. Right, yeah. dude. Right. This is a man that is picking up a car. Right. All right. He is picking up a car. And you know, kids are barely a bit around. (laughs) Kids are like, what is that guy holding? (laughs) Why does why why does he have his underwear on the outside of his pants? You know, they're 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 going to want to find that dime, and they're going to want to know why this why this guy is smashing this car into this rock. Why these poor businessmen are running away terrified uh you know yeah, it's, this i want to know now this guy in the corner that's freaking out is he freaking out over the car or is he freaking out of the yeah. muscle man there's a there's a dude holding a <laughs> yeah. car he probably run. never even saw this part he just saw the car driving down yeah. the road he was like what is that horseless carriage <laughs> 1938. They're like, you don't even know, man. Turn around. <laughs> Joe Schuster, by the way, uh, on oh, the cover. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- I mean, I had to go. This was absolutely the most 
popular uh, comic book cover, I think, of all time. Now, is it my favorite? I don't know. There could be arguments there because I'm not a DC guy, but it's going to top my list. Well, I got to tell you, I think you are a DC guy because not only that, I count five Superman covers in your top (laughs) ten. I've got my my stats. I've got my stats. We will go through them. Punisher, 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 Punisher. Here's... We'll go through the stats after we go through the honorable mentions. But I will also say that this issue popped up in one of my favorite YouTube shorts of all time. And that is Running the Asylum Episode 4, <laughs> The Speculator. Let's throw a link to that in the, in the Yeah, put it in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check out all the episodes. Oh no, definitely inappropriate finish to this so we will finish where we that's started why, honestly that's why i had him go last because i saw that he had the most iconic cover yeah <laughs> and it would have been very easy to fill out a whole top 10 list with amazing fantasy 15 mm-hmm. you know first appearance of wonder woman first appearance of batman like they're all iconic they're yeah. all things you could you could you you can recall them in your head at a moment's yeah. notice but yeah there's something about this one being the start of it all and still being so clean and beautiful yeah. and just a really well-designed cover that, again, would blow the minds of children who are looking for Westerns and crime books and mm-hmm. romances and like, wait, what? There's a guy throwing a car. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> so muscle men's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we did it. So now we can... Uh share if anybody has a few of your uh, honorable mentions uh jesse if you want to start us off yeah you said I'm you had some to. stats and yeah whatnot. i'll i'll make this real quick so uh let me find my notes here uh, because honorable mention number one i've only got two uh so let me make sure i get to the correct there we go all right here we go Honorable mention number one. This is Batman number 497. Yeah. Ooh. The breaking of the bat. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Right here, we got Kelly Jones showing us. I mean, just count the muscles. You can't. There's more more muscles than uh, people in a George Perez cover. Um, But. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I count things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a scale of one to george perez um yeah, yeah i mean look at that I mean, this is bane just taking batman and just bending him in half uh this was a comic that i had to find when i was you know this is 93 um this i had right, to find this right around there where uh superman died so yeah batman yeah. had to take it also yeah. we i remember collecting all this stuff back in the day it was right so good I, I, I lucked into finding it on a shelf uh, at a Kroger, if I remember correctly. It was either Kroger. It was it was like a drugstore or something like that. Yeah. So it was it was very fortunate because it was hot. H O T T issue. Oh, man, that's really <laughs> double T. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, my second honorable mention is and I, I want to see maybe you guys can kind of figure out why I picked this one. Because you are is, a Superman lover. I, <laughs> this is Man of Steel number one. Uh, but there's a very, very significant reason why I chose this cover. 
And Jordan, do you have a, he, would you like to take a guess? Because we also parodied that one for uh, short pants <laughs> romance. <laughs> yes, it is. How did you know? Uh, this is, this is probably one of the first, if not the first variant covers that started that whole trend. Uh, well, oh, I say started, you started it. Yeah, this was uh, John Byrne and, you know, if you talk about variant covers nowadays, uh, you're talking some moolah, you know, so usually they're, they're a rare thing to find. And this was kind of one of those things that started that trend off. Um, so I figured that as, as far as covers go, and we're talking about the importance of covers, this definitely I felt needed to be mentioned in some way. Mm. I wanted to throw some chromium on there. I didn't bloodshot number zero or number one didn't pop up on here or neither did the prism cover from wildcats, uh, number two, uh, as much as I would have loved to throw some gimmicks in there, some die cuts, if you will. Um, but, uh, all right, here you go. Here's some stats for you. Here's some stats for my list, but I would love again, at some point, somebody needs to sit down and go through all 40 of our stuff uh, our things and, and kind of pull them together and see what the stats are um all right company breakdown for my list all right marvel comics comes in with six covers dc comics comes in with eight now this is counting my honorable mentions yeah. all right so that's definitely out of character for me uh characters appearing in two or more of my covers all right punisher Wolverine, Hulk, and Cap Shield get to a piece out of all of my co- uh, all the covers <laughs> I picked. Cap <laughs> Shield. Spider-Man gets 3, all right, and Superman gets a total of 6 out of uh, out of those. And uh top artist, I think we could probably all agree what I chose was George Perez. Uh, he had a total yeah. of 3 covers, so there is that's the stats, hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I I, like I, I I am surprised. I, I expected more from your unspoken decade. I, yeah, I, I expected a, a 90s barrage. All right. Supreme, right, right. maybe. I, oh, I expected yeah. something there. But. Savage Dragon number one really almost made the cut, but, you know, I got to give props where props was due. So we had to do 10. I'll share a few here. Let's see. I set myself a little link here today of some stuff. Let's Okay, I apologize. Let's see. I'll share my screen. Okay, this speaking of variants, I got this one last year, and I've always liked that. Ooh, nice. A, it's it's kind of wet. <laughs> <laughs> Number. Uh, what covers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else is going to show up here. Let me just cycle through here. Uh, classic. Mm. I don't know if you know know this yeah. guy by the name of Mike Zek. This guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. May have heard of him. Wolverine He's... versus Cap, dude. Wow. That's that's just a that's a classic. That was dangerously close to the list. Yeah. But like I said, when I was all an all Zek list, this was on it. Um. Oh, there's another Zek. Ooh. Yeah, but uh, uh, great GI Joe that. cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's wicked. Um, I guess that's not an Uzi, but <laughs> maybe an AK. I don't know. Uh, that's not a, a Megadeth cover. Right? Yes, <laughs> there we go. This was number eleven. Uh, Zek, I was Zek, Zek. It's a, it's a Zek, <laughs> and it's wet, 
And yes, it, it is. It's, I don't know what else anybody wants, you know. So almost think, made my list. Yeah, this was about the last one I trimmed off my. my yeah, so good, so good. I always like this. I don't even know who did it, but uh, I just I like Black Knight, and this is a good cover. It says "Die" on it a million times. Pretty so scary. Looks like, a, looks like a Mars attack alien. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> and i like this gi joe yeah, cover by cool. wild oh, that's Man. an uzi uh, that's got an uzi on it i don't know what else you want uh it's pretty pretty little snake GI guys joe cover 133 that's it i think i think i've got just a few i can probably uh and these are just oddballs i had collected as i was trying to make my my list up here but some 52 i was i love 52 um so cool always uh is that kid dressed up like the question you know obviously the question yeah yeah little kids dressed up like uh booster gold and steel there um but i love the little cat here sniffing them out at the front door but yeah they're <laughs> trick-or-treating um so i i just i don't know i i, I, I like that because it it Reminds me of a what you would be doing uh, yeah. as a little kid. Yeah, yeah. And if you notice, his bucket is the uh, helmet of fate. That's Clifford E. Oh, Newman wow. there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what me? So, me were? Yeah. So Shadow Pact. Um, that was a fun run. Uh, I really liked the art in that book. Um, all the covers were really kind of neat. This is uh, Shadow Pact twenty two. It's got the Shining Knight there fighting off a bunch of dudes. Huh. Um, Another Blackest Night, you know, talking about those painting looks. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's got the Adam Smasher oh, uh, trying to he's take got a, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. he's going to try to go to sleep tonight. Uh, yeah. I need yeah. to take like five melatonins. <laughs> trying to take a bite of the Adam out of there. So uh, this is All-Star Squadron. I, this is, again, with that silent interlude issue I had. Bought interlude. this off a of spinner rack in a grocery store. Um, I gave, I found this issue, uh, a few years back and, um, I gave it to Michael, um, just because it was like one of the first, he, re he remembered me, I was having this and I was wanting that comic book or something. So, um, but it's, you know, one of those that's burned into my brain and this, uh, Batwoman, um, this is number five out of the new 52. I just, another sc it's a scary image, but it, right. it's, it's a beautiful artwork. Um, again, you know, look you, at everything that's going on in that like <laughs> apparition. That is some freaky stuff, dude. Well, and even like in the talk about yeah, wetness, down there, um, yeah, <laughs> in the water. <laughs> so, so you got yeah. Seth's attention. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at my screen. God, geez. So yeah, so that um, there's another Blackest Night issue. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good one. Blair Blair, Blair Butler and the uh, famous uh, Booster Gold fan club. Uh, okay. Cover from number twenty three. Um, here's another not one. Not too not too often where it's straight up photographs. Yeah, on yeah, comic definitely. book covers. That's that's unique. Um, and you know, I think Jordan, you had. Did you what what was the deal with this? Um, didn't you have a cutout or something at one point? Well, if you watch Running the Asylum, <laughs> <laughs> there was a joke in there about me having a shrine to Blair Bones. Yes. Okay, okay. Yep. From back in the old G four days. Yeah, so. yeah. She was the comic reviewer on G four. Right, 
Right. So um, this is just one I thought was very cool back uh, 70s, the forever people. Um, when when Jack Kirby came over to DC. Kirby's here. Yeah, I mean, you, here. when you announce Kirby's here with a freaking three wheel monstrosity <laughs> on the front of your cover, right? And Superman in the background, right? So trying to catch up with them as they're uh, running off. So, you know, another group of kind of kind of weird and and funny uh, characters that I was liked. Um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Yeah, uh, that's that was on a lot of lists that I've seen. Yeah, Speedy yeah. have going through it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think we've mentioned that before in one of the episodes we did. Um, I just like the artwork and uh, the Adam and the Hawkman. Um, this is an older one uh, that I just thought looked really cool. Um, yeah, the Hawkman look, just looks so strange in that in that artwork. So. Um, and then we've got some identity crisis. Um, I always thought that was kind of a neat cover with the uh, the blood and the shattered picture. You know, they always took the picture of the Justice League lineup, and uh, that's a that's an interesting story. And then again, going back to you know stuff I like, there's Blue Beetle and that Justice League International, um, and whatever these lizard arms or whatever they are coming up uh, as he's sitting on a pile Ooh. of bones, and that that expressionism, I'm you know that I love so much. So right. So yeah, I think uh and then there's you know, there's very similar there, Big Barda and, and Mr. Miracle in the back and these two goofballs, Booster Gold and <laughs> Blue Beetle delivering trying to deliver pizza get, to get in and then Jack Kirby New Gods number one. Um I, I love the colors on that. Thought it was pretty cool. We got Orion on the on the you know these guys face. condiment man get up on <laughs> condiment got, king or whatever yeah. Condiment, condiment king, king. yeah yeah so anyways <laughs> there's some Perez. we got some the new teen titans number one. Oh yeah and also um i thought this was a pretty when tara joined tara joins the team and you know showing off her powers and they're all kind of hovered up on that rock uh, above her. Sounds to me like you had plenty of covers to choose from. You were worried about finding covers in there. You got a whole yeah. bundle. I was there. trying to collect them. Well, good. I feel a lot better about how many I got. So you can't, <laughs> can't dig on me. All right. This was the la the very last one that was in my top 10 until this afternoon. But I just, I, I haven't read a ton of 100 Bullets, so I can't say it was, it was a favorite or anything. But this issue is great. Dave Johnson cover. It's a story inferring that Joe DiMaggio is the one who killed JFK over Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. So uh, there's a hook for you. For <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just in time for baseball season. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I love Tim Bradstreet's ultra-realistic look. He did a ton of Hellblazer covers. That's my favorite of the bunch. It's pretty spooky. Uh, Astro City, uh, we've got Alex Ross. Even before I had ever read an issue of Astro City, I had seen this cover, and it just always struck me because it didn't look like anything super heroic I'd ever no, seen. No. And then finally reading the issue, it is a great one. It's about a hero you know, afraid to have a kid, about how dangerous his life is and knowing what could go wrong in the world of heroes. and uh, just that that is a book I've been wanting to read for so long. Uh, a lot of great a lot of great. Oh, yeah, oh well. Had to go yeah, with the, you know, a little rough around the edges. This original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, but just our, a lot of a lot of energy there. A lot of how many stuff. how many black and white comics were on our list? I mean, probably none. Not too many. Uh, yeah, uh, and this is 
I mean, the the quintessential black and white comic to me for some reason. It's yeah. just because. Well, okay, maybe I'm a Turtles fan. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this was uh, 1984. Launched a whole boom of black and white indie stuff that uh, this they, they never got better than this. Um, this was a strange cover in 1995. G.I. Joe had run its course. Dark Horse had the rights for some reason. I found a poster of this online when I was in college, and it was enormous. It was three sections, and each section was like a 24 by 36 poster. So wow. it was like it was basically like three posters. I got it laminated all together into one giant thing, and it was in my first apartment. So <laughs> that's how cool I was in college. Frank Miller's. Wow. Frank Miller looking. Hey, it looks like Louisiana flag. There we go. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I believe uh, Dean Compton is making a he's making a decree that G is this G.I. Joe Extreme? Uh well if you see the top Extreme yes. Times call for Extreme Heroes. So I believe that was the yeah, he's making a decree that this is going to be covered on unspoken issues at some uh, point. Okay. So I have no idea what we're getting into, but you I still have this? it's not good. I bought the issue well after I found the poster, and the issue's terrible. But I mean, do I you still have the poster? Somewhere, somewhere tucked away. Yeah, but the ladies, the, the ladies were I... filing in. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about wet. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I had to go some uh, Bill Sienkiewicz with Electra Assassin number oh, one. Oh yeah. Good. Added the Justice League. Oh, okay. look at that. Right. Uh, another Mike Mignola cover, do it this time doing Batman and a great standalone issue that adds horror and like Lovecraftian other dimensional monsters like Mike Mignola is known to do into the, the world of Batman. Uh, Loki oh. number one from uh, let's see, two thousand four. I don't know that I'd read much Thor in my life. But this is one I saw. I bought this miniseries because that cover was so amazing. I'm like, I want to know what's happened, and it's become it's one of my favorite of that era. So. Is that is that Ribic doing the cover? Yeah, Assad Ribic did yeah. the cover. Which oh man, his some of his expressions. I remember reading. I think he was doing Secret Wars, wasn't he? Didn't he do the re, uh, the redo of Secret Wars? Uh, uh, I believe I'd, so, ha yeah. I'd have to look, but I remember some of his <laughs> expressions during that, and yeah, some. Everybody looks surprised. Every panel is like, <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the series where Loki wins and is ruling Asgard. And it's amazing what they did with it. And it's the main reason I was bummed the way the movies ended when Loki had the throne at one point and then they just immediately got rid of it because ah. I, really, I really wanted this story to happen. But uh, this is the most modern book on the list Ms. Marvel number one. I feel like it's rare a modern book becomes this iconic mm -hmm. this quickly. And this is just so well known already. And it had, you know, you can spot it from across the room, you know, exactly what issue it is. And it has, you know, it screams everything, you know, young, female, Muslim, teen, hero. Like it's, it captures everything in a very simple image. And it's just, just a great, great uh, modern look. Uh, oh, I love that run. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Kevin Smith's run on Daredevil. Daredevil number three. Guardian Devil. Yeah. Uh, of course, the famous oh. Jim Lee wraparound cover to X-Men number one. Yeah, this was it. This was in my uh, head at one point. Cause I, uh, but, I mean, which one do you pick? 
because you have to pick. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like this. This is my background to my computer. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, then the rest are variant covers. Um, Here's some homework for you to do. In December 2014, DC did a a theme. They did every month was a different theme. They did a variance. So December 2014, it was Darwin Cook month. And Darwin Cook did 23 variants that month. And they're all this sideways, widescreen, like, landscape format. And everyone is perfect. Everyone is gorgeous. Everyone captures something. There's one of, like, uh, Bruce asleep in a chair in his uniform half ripped off. And Alfred's, like, covering covering him up with a blanket. There's one of Superman and Wonder Woman under a tree, like, having a picnic. They're just, they're beautiful and they're they just capture the soul of every character they do and it's they are amazing pieces of art that is awesome uh love them or hate them scotty young has done a million of these little kid friendly kitty covers this is the best to me another adorbs shot of (laughs) spider-man and mary jane and last but not least is Spider-Man 700. Look at that. They did a word cloud of every creator who'd ever worked on Spider- Amazing Spider-Man. And a cool uh, cityscape. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought that was so clever and such a way to honor all these creators after all these years. So right. I just, I really love that cover. That is awesome. That's it. Hey. We did it. Oh, sorry, Seth. I took your stuff. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. did it. I like it. Ah, got it out of my system. Just think of all the photos I can delete off my phone now. All the yeah. images. Now you got all this space for more, you know, Riverdale screen caps. <laughs> no, I don't do that anymore. I just take take straight notes now. Oh, so good. That was fun. A lot of fun, gentlemen. So obviously we didn't say your favorite cover. So, hey, hit us up. Let us know what we missed, what is outrageous that we forgot. We'd love to know what your favorites are because we I, this was really fun, learning more about each other and our tastes and our history with these crazy things we call comic books. If you think of somebody to be interested in this, share this with them. Let them, let them see. I, I know if somebody out there did something like this i'd be interested in seeing it so love to look and see what other people think is cool when it comes to something i'm interested in and uh like just this i got to see a whole bunch of covers i'd never even seen before and uh it's fun to share yeah everybody loves a countdown everybody loves a a list (laughs) right That's, that's right all right let's so thank you for listening to this long-winded episode. We gotta know, Jesse. Where can people find you? Oh, well, um, let me uh, <laughs> let me <laughs> let me just tell you, Jesse. Sure. Number one, first off, it's been a pleasure to get here and hang out with you guys finally again. Uh, but yeah, if you you know if you want to listen to me talk about some comic books, uh, comic book storylines uh, again. Source Material Comics Podcast. Just throw that into your podcatcher. Should be able to search up, find our feed right now. Just stand alone. We only got a couple episodes, but trust me. Uh, we, If you go over to the Rattletch and Broadcasting uh, Network, you can find the other 300 
plus that we have in our archive. Uh, but yeah, it's just a book club for comics, pretty much me and a couple other guys, or maybe just myself get together and talk about comic books and what we enjoyed in the stories. Uh, it's my, uh, usually my show source material and also unspoken issues, which is a nineties comic centric podcast that's in association with association with the unspoken decade 90s comics so keep an eye out for much more episodes to come and again guys thank you very much for having me on here thank you for dropping everything spending your night with us don't be a stranger come back anytime (laughs) and we will see you shortly my name is jordan lowe i'm cliff barnes he's jesse and i'm seth goodbye forever A good one! <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.